This is a production of Tripod Broadcasting. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> There we go. A moment of silence. Yep. A moment of silence for Breaking Bad. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Hume. Gone but not forgotten. Sitting, sitting across from me is Addison Todd, who, of course, has to interrupt as I'm trying to do the introductions. Welcome to another <laughs> GTST's On Breaking Bad, the final <clears throat> episode of On Breaking Bad. Don't I get the last word, though, because I have the Heisenberg shirt on? I'm the true fan here. No, you're not. I think I am. I've been watching longer. I introduced you to the show. That must be noted, and you must be thanked. Yep. So thank you, sir. I, every time I bring that up, at least like once a month, maybe. Yeah, it's true. And you're because well, like, you always use it to try and parlay it into me watching other shows that you're into, like Game of Thrones. Blech. Yeah, or Deadwood. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch Deadwood. I've told you that. I had it on the other night. You you refused to watch it. I was busy, you know, yeah, checking well. Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Well. Anyway, <laughs> I'm uh, gonna watch Deadwood. I'll give you Deadwood. Anyways, yeah, Breaking Bad is done. We're done. Felina, um, last episode. Um, you know, I was talking to you in the car on the way over here after we watched it. It's almost like there wasn't a really big shocker. There wasn't. There wasn't a Gus with a half face. Um, there wasn't a character, (laughs) the biggest shocking moment was probably, uh, Badger and Skinny Pete. (laughs) Yeah, no, it really was. Badger and Skinny Pete showing up as as the two deadliest assassins west of the Mississippi. Yeah. There, that was the shocker for me. Maybe the two, maybe the two densest assassins (laughs) west of the Mississippi. Yeah, fly by the seat of their pants. But not the deadliest. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I, I really enjoyed seeing them. I uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I did a fist pump when I saw them. I was yeah. like, "Yes, yeah." Um, I'm glad. But that yeah, I, that... those two characters are back in there because they were beloved characters throughout this this series. And oh, they totally were. That's one thing about about this uh, about Breaking Bad as a whole. And I don't know if this is this discussion is going to be all about Felina. I think it's going to be more about the series as a whole. But the, the series yeah. as a whole, every character in the series you care about. There really are no throwaway characters from Jane to Andrea. <laughs> um, to Badger and Skinny Pete, even Combo, Tuco. May, may he rest his... God yeah. rest his soul, yeah. God rest Combo's fat ass. Um, <laughs> and Andrea's, my gosh. <laughs> well, that would... That, that, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's jelly. That's just jelly. It's just a little jiggle. That's all that is. She's had a kid, by the way. And Brock's kind of a fat boy, too. He's a big boy. Wait, why are we He's discussing husky. everyone's weight? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways... Yeah, Breaking Bad's done. Like I said, no no real shockers. Um, just a nice, whole, round ending to the show. A nice, a nice ending to, to, to the season as well as the series. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, I've mentioned this to you not only on this show, but in person before. I trusted that that was going to happen. And now that it did, I'm really happy that it went that way. Because I haven't watched a lot of shows. You know, the, the only other show probably that I've seen every episode of 
except for Freaks and Geeks, is, as you know, The Office. Yeah. And that didn't do that at all. I mean, we had three filler seasons before we could have a nice close. Mm-hmm. You know, just not good seasons. Breaking Bad, I don't think it had that at all. I no, mean, it, you, it definitely did not. And that's that's one of the reasons why The, the Office stopped making episodes. And completely different kinds of shows. But. Yes, they are. But The Office stopped making episodes when people in front of Office said, all right, guys, we've made so much off of this. It needs to come to an end. People want a finale. After people were already already said the show was terrible and sucked and they wanted an ending to it. Yeah. Then that's when people that's when they gave them the ending. Vince didn't wait for that. AMC didn't wait for that. They they gave us an ending now. Yeah. Um an ending while they could still do another squeeze another two seasons out of it, but they chose to give us an ending now, which is yeah. the, all, the the much better product way to tell a story. Yeah. <clears throat> Just I mean think think of if in two years, if the story had kept up and if Breaking Bad had kept airing, would we have the amazing night that tonight was with everyone on Twitter at exactly eight o'clock or nine o'clock Eastern time? Mm-hmm. Twitter went silent. Oh yeah, as far as, as far as my feed I, goes, I, yeah, I kept refreshing my timeline and just nothing showing up because everybody was watching Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, and you know, tonight is tonight is is what TV is about to me. Yeah, it's it's people getting caught up in a saga and a story. And that story eventually coming to an end. And when you have shows like Dexter, which go on way too long, um, have a very, very, very unsatisfying which just ending. Ended, right? Yeah, last Sunday uh, had a very unsatisfying ending because it went on too long, and you have too many things that are being trying to recreate recru- Too many things that are being trying trying to be created in the story that aren't o- organic to the story itself. Yeah. Um, there's nothing like that in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, well, I really everything think- does make sense, and everything comes. Everything's spiraling to some sort of a conclusion and it's not just a bunch a series of open-ended uh cliffhangers and things like that yeah um and so the last half of season five since about episode 12 we've been watching the ending for the past four episodes yeah since episode 12 we've been seeing things start to wrap up Mm -hmm. and swirl down the drain towards an inevitable ending and that's why tonight is so satisfying, but then so bittersweet. And I mean, it's kind of sad. I'm not that sad about it. And I wasn't at the end of tonight's episode. I wasn't just like, oh my gosh, that was so good. It was so amazing. That's the end. It's just that's the end. That's the end. Done. And done I, really well. I, I can't feel super elated about it, or I can't feel super sad about it. I just have to. I accept it for what it was, and I, I'm. I mean, I enjoyed the time that I had with it. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. I've seen, and I've seen most story. of the episodes yeah. twice, yeah. and the whole the whole way, all the past five years. Because I've been watching it for four years now. I I started watching in the middle of season two mm-hmm. when that was airing, and yeah, there's there's no uh, there's no other other show on TV in the past five or ten years that have have haven't come close to being what Breaking Bad is. Yeah. And the gauntlet has been thrown down as far as TV goes. Um, I think Breaking Bad really does change the game yeah. as far as TV goes. I think we're seeing a changing landscape in TV right now with shows like House of Cards and Netflix. And I was just like going to say that, yeah. Um, Plus, I think so. I'm super excited for for what uh, what story is going to come next. Yeah, I uh, think... hopefully it won't be Low Winter Sun. Boo! <laughs> uh, the last thing we do on, on TV is another cop procedural. That's the last thing we Yeah, do. and from what I understand, it's a little different. There's a little more to it, but... Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, it's a cop procedural, but then they twerk it? 
That's cool because that's never been done before. I've never seen them do like a cop show and then just change it a little bit. Looking, bet, looking bet, at you numbers. Yeah. I'll bet it's a. I'll bet it's about a lonely divorcee who only gets to see his kids one weekend a month. Is that what it's about? <laughs> I have no Is idea. Is that what about? Yeah. A, a dad struggling to... to no. Yeah. Well, with your remarks on TV, though. Struggling to balance work and family. Is that what it's about? <laughs> yeah. That's never been done before. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> As far as what you I hate I hate cop procedurals. I, I don't like them. Yeah. With what you were saying about television uh, in general and, and to call them kind of being thrown down and a, a bit of a precedent being set for this type of story, I think one show uh, that I think could do it and 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 it'll, it'll be it remains to be seen whether they will or not, mm-hmm. but even from one season. Game of Thrones? N- no. I feel like House of Cards. Game of, Th- Game of Thrones, House of Cards? Could be Game done. Of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, you mean HBO's Game of Thrones? No. Okay. I feel like no, it I agree could with be you done. About cards. Yeah, I feel like it could be done, and I hope they do it to where. And I feel like Netflix is in a position where they where they could end it and do it right to where it's a complete story, and you have five or eight seasons or however many it is. Yeah. And you you're not stretching the story out, which so many shows do. You know, it's a money maker. Be- because even sitcoms, be- they you know you have three solid seasons, then you have two okay seasons, and then four that are terrible. The great thing about <laughs> uh, shows like House of Cards is that they're not dependent upon ra- daily, nightly ratings. Exactly. And and how they're doing yep. against other shows. Yeah. They're it 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 all depends on how many times people who have Netflix it's have viewed, viewed yeah. that episode or that show. Yeah. Um. And it's standalone. So it's not. It's not. At least it's not trying sense, to compete yeah. against, uh, you know, seven other shows or the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it it has it has its it has um, time to tell a story to people who want to pay attention. Yeah. And people who don't want to pay attention don't have to pay attention. Yeah. And it doesn't have to fight against another show to to prove its validity to stay on the air. Yeah. It simply has to tell its story, and the best story wins. Yeah. And and I think it, I think it will. Yeah. Yeah, and and we we we're seeing. Um, Shows like Game of Thrones, shows like Breaking Bad, shows like House of Cards, Homeland, The Newsroom. The best story is winning on TV mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. um, and it shows. Uh, you know, I would even I would even throw Mad Men in there too, probably. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say like The Walking Speaking Dead. Of that, that's ending that show too, is isn't terrible, it? But didn't it, Mad Men? Yeah, I think. I think it's going to be any. I'm no. I'm. I'm I've been paying attention to Mad Men. Yeah, I'm like a season and a half behind or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's enough TV talk. Um, yeah, let's get into, let's break down this episode specifically. Um, First scene. Yeah, Walt in the car mm-hmm. grabs the keys. I'm curious, and maybe I'm just missing something, but was that car? What's the story behind that car? Was that outside that bar? Or I mean, it was nighttime, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like he walked right out of there and into a car. No, he but st- you did have the lights it. there and everything. He stole it. You remember because he was fumbling with the ignition, trying. Yeah, to, trying but I'm to... just curious where where was it? Just any old car? Because I thought the I yeah. thought the whole police lights thing was was kind of cool, and, I, and presumably they were they were after him or whatever after that after that call or just kind of scouring the town or what have you. But mm-hmm. they were yeah. yeah they were probably doing a sweep of the town yeah and then weren't able to notice him because he's you know in the in the, the, the snowy car. car yeah um but yeah I like I like that scene. <laughs> <coughs> Hold on, we'll cut this out. <laughs> that would have oh, been appropriate after our last episode when he threatened Saul and then <laughs> cuts into the coffee. Oh man, but... I think I've got Walt's cancer here. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> anyway, um, 
I like that, I like that scene because he just looks forward after he gets the the keys fall off the off the uh, yeah the uh, sunblocker. He just he does a Fonzie on the door next to him. He just hits the window and the snow falls off. Yeah, and he just does the Fonzie. It's, I thought that was pretty cool. And then he of course starts the car and heads for Albuquerque. Heads for Albuquerque. Um, and, well at first he heads for uh, Gretchen and Elliot's place. Yeah. Well, we have this gas station scene too. You want to say anything about that? The gas station scene where he leaves uh, his watch. Yeah, on, on top of the top of it. On top of some device that makes calls. I'm not sure. Well, it's a payphone. I guess it's like a Verizon thing. It's called, I don't hold, know. No, it's hold on, hold on. Let me explain to you. It's called a payphone. Okay. And people back in the way in the olden days used to use them. Like 99. Like not no, like 87, 88, 70s and 80s. Way back in the day, they used okay. to use them to make calls when they didn't have their cell phone with them. They didn't have the cell. What do you mean by didn't have their cell? They phone didn't with have them? their cell phone with them because the cell phone wasn't around then. This is back in the olden days. This is back like 90, 1992. How did they like tweet during shows and stuff? They they didn't because Twitter wasn't around. That sounds like a terrible yeah, time. Yeah, that it, sounds awful. It, well, it, it was the olden days. What are you going to do? Yeah, this joke isn't funny. They they sent tweets. This joke by, is not. They funny. sent tweets by the Pony Express. Uh, they, by anyways. actual by actual birds. <laughs> by actual birds. Actual yeah. pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So he leaves his he leaves his watch on top of the, anything to say about that. What did you think about that? What did you think when you saw it? When I saw we the heard, watch, we actually watched Talking Bed. Talking bad, and we heard Vince Vince's kind of explanation for it, or thoughts behind it. But what did you think? Yeah, I, I thought it signified something. I didn't know what. Uh, it turns out it's just a continuity error. Yeah, because uh, when well, he's in I, the diner, he doesn't have the watch on. Yeah, and uh, previous scenes he has the watch on, so they had to they had to have a scene where he removes the watch and sets it away. So right, he set it up on top of. Uh, I thought it just kind of meant like the only the thing I, I thought he put it put it on top of there, and that there's that it, it is a really cool camera shot, camera angle, mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, time's up. Yeah, that's just that's as simple as that is. That's yeah. he put it up there, and I was like, "Yeah, his time's done," and he knows it. He's yeah. just he's he's going back to take care of these series of last things, and mm-hmm. and and he's done. Yeah, so he heads for Gretchen and Elliot, which Swartz. really to me it, that move that he makes it it uh, it upstages the whole M sixty setup to me. I I think that's the most Heisenberg move he can make. I think. To me, that's that's the scene that takes the most genius. That's that's the setup that takes the most um, on Heisenberg's conniving. part. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the most Heisenberg scene, especially when he's they come into their house and he's sitting there in the foyer, and back in the shadows, and mm-hmm. you just see him uncross his legs, and that's the first time that you've kind of you kind of notice he's that he's there for a second. Yeah, and then he just takes his time, just meanders through their house, feeling up, feels the walls, Doing his just thing. looking around. Yeah, yeah. Just in my mind, the internal dialogue of Walt at that point is just look at all this stuff that I could have had if it had been a different had I way. Had done a different, yeah. Had I taken that path, yeah. And it really just comes down to, uh, you know, a couple choices that he makes. Yeah. You know, because even if it goes back all the way back to Jane, if he doesn't watch Jane die, mm-hmm. so many things never happen. Gail never has to die. Um, Gus, it's the things with Gus Fring never get out of hand. Yeah. Um, well, on Beck, it's it's a, it's a whole chain of events, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a fascinating scene with him in the house there, and just it really was. And he has he has a, a kind of a mic moment when he when Elliot holds a knife up to him, and right? He's like if that's how you want to play, it, you're going to need a much bigger knife. Yeah. Well, has, that and a real mic scene there, and just I thought it was interesting because this is the first scene in a while, if I'm not mistaken, where. 
Walt has got somebody to do something and hasn't a lied to them or B threatened them with bodily harm. Basically. I just thought that was really interesting because he has a rapport from these people with these people from a long time ago. And so he pulls this move really based on, on I think in a kind of an underhanded sympathy card, almost like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 I'm gone. You don't understand. I'm gone. My family won't take this money and I want my kid to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, just a little bit of like p- part of them was just kind of like, I mean, yeah, obviously, okay, he'll leave us alone if we do this. You know, we won't die if we do this. But I think, I think part of it was like, we used to know this guy. He used to be a good dude. And mm-hmm. now everything's come crashing down and his life is over. Yeah. And he realizes that and they realize that in that, in that room. But yeah. But I, the, my, my favorite part of the scene, and I'm sure most other people's favorite parts of that scene, is the lasers? Is the lasers? And <laughs> that was it's wild. Skinny Pete and Badger. Yeah, and it's finally seeing those guys again. <laughs> and yeah, I cheered when I saw them. Oh, I uh, loved it. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, and it makes sense because those lasers were all over the place. <laughs> yeah. There was no way there was a trained trained rifleman with yeah. a scope, like yeah. staring them down. Yeah, looking like that. But uh, they had to have binoculars. Skinny Pete and Badger had to have at least binoculars. But how would you have held the laser? Well, obviously, holding the laser with like steady as steady as you can, but you also have like in one hand you have binoculars in the other. Yeah, because they had to see Walt's hand signals and stuff like that. That's true. Or, that, or they were a lot closer than they imagined. Like they could have just been right up there on the road. Yeah, like they did. They, I mean, I don't think they were thousands mm-hmm. thousands of feet away. Either way, yeah. Um, so he gets in the car, has the conversation with Skinny Pete and Badger. He asks him about the blue, which he's heard is out, you know, from the, the Charlie Rose program. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we don't, what? Like, they don't really know anything but about they, it. They thought he was still the one. And he it. knows right then that it's, that Jesse's alive and cooking. Yeah. You know, so do you think, or maybe it doesn't really matter, but I just, do you think at that point he decided to go or, I, well, the gun probably was for the Aryans to begin with. Yeah. He was going to kill the, the, the skinheads. Um, but do you but think he had an he idea that Jesse was alive still or no? Or do you think he just kind of assumed that he was dead? I mean, he probably assumed maybe, he was maybe dead. Maybe not. You can't, you can't really, you can't really tell, but he yeah. didn't, ha- you know, he didn't get the gun until, um, after the scene in the bar from last episode. Yeah. Cause then we flash back to the 52. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that he necessarily knew that Jesse was the one involved right um you know we we see we see him I mean, he was going, going after the, the point is he was going back there either way he was going after elliot and gretchen yeah and then he was also going after the business of the blue um on on what he saw on charlie rose but also what skinny pete and badger told him about jesse about yeah. you know jesse's still cooking yeah yeah um and we have this scene Marie calls Skylar. Presumably, I thought it was kind of odd. Uh, so we see this person outside the door, which I guess is the person that told her. Where do you think she got that information? The DEA? Or maybe just well, yeah. she was watching the news and Skylar wasn't? Like, where? How does she know all these things about? Which I guess the DEA was just obviously. kind of. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. The yeah. DEA filling her in. So anyway, he, she, she's in, she informs Skyler that he's in town and, and to watch her back, basically, and and keep an eye out and all that sort of thing. They, they've got the school covered, that kind of thing, yada, yada, yada. It, it, it bears to mind, and again, you know, questions unanswered. Like, there's no way we'll ever even know or we could go back or, or know what the characters, where they were at that point. But 
looking at that, you got to wonder what, what Skylar's been doing and kind of her mindset this whole, uh, during this whole time. Because it seems like, at least from that scene in the house, when she's on the phone and then Walt shows up, that she's completely clueless. Just basically, ever since this happened, she's put her head in the sand and hasn't really worried about anything. Or, and even cared to give it any consideration. Yeah. You know, uh, the only indication otherwise, or that there's something even going on, is when Walt gives, uh, you know, the, the, the lottery ticket to her and says, you can trade this, you know, cut a deal with the prosecutor. Which, again, a weirdly caring sentiment on the part of the evil man that is Walter White, you know, when he, when he hands that to her and says, you can cut a deal with the prosecutor because obviously he knows that she's under, at the very least, pressure from them to, you know, talk about his whereabouts or, or his business or what have you. So, any other thoughts, though, about that, that scene in the house or where Walt says goodbye, gets to see his daughter for the last time? I thought the only thing that was in the back of my mind, I thought it a little bit unbelievable because I was like, really? There's no one there with Skylar or watching the house with Walt supposedly on the loose. DA doesn't have anybody looking at the house. Oh, I mean, sure he mentions not. that he snuck in, I guess. So. I'm sure there are, but <coughs> it's not like it's not like Walt couldn't out. Uh, out with him, I guess, too. Marie did mention that, you know, there were multiple reports coming from multiple different sources from all over Albuquerque, so... Yeah, that's kind of curious, probably too. were a little bit... Uh, which I'm sure Walter and... Walter, Badger, and Skinny Pete had... Uh, yeah, he bought them a bunch the of Saul's old burner phones, and they just... <laughs> yeah, they were the ones who probably lit did up it. the DEA. Um, yeah. But, of, of course, the the biggest scene in... Or the biggest moment in that scene, in particular, is in Walt... The house. Uh, Walt... Being honest with um, with Skyler. that's true. Yeah, in the dialogue, like, I there. did it for me. Um, yeah, I did it because I wanted to. Yeah, I did it for me. Um, and I liked I did it. it. <laughs> I liked it. I yeah. felt alive. Is what he says. Yeah. Not mu- you can't argue with that. I mean, that's truly his honest emotions about the situation. Yeah, and for she, right or wrong, yeah. you know, she, she. It really seemed like Skyler was satisfied with that answer from him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think she always kind of had an idea, especially, you know, when it came to light and everything, and she's now on board with the whole thing. I think he, I think in the back of her mind, she, she never really bought the line that it was for the family because we have, no. we've had several key episodes, key scenes where she's confronted him with that mm-hmm. and said, tell me it's all about the family. Tell me it's all about the family. And I don't think she ever really was like, okay, it's all about the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially after their fight with a, a knife in her hands, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. So yeah, crazy scene though. And just the most honest moment with Walt ever, I think. And he just, he just lays it all on the line and is like, I'm done lying to you and manipulating you. And here's, why I did what I did, and I had a great time, and see ya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, we have this amazing scene with Jesse, the woodworking scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was necessarily next, but as far as continuity, but but that is from before in high school, I'm presuming. It sounded like Aaron Paul was saying. No, I don't think it was at all. It th- sounded like he, he during talking bad during that interview. It sounded like it was. I don't think that's the point he was trying to make, and I don't think in the story in, the, in that episode. No, I don't think that was the point that instead of Vince Gilligan was trying to make. Was it just kind of like he gets out, everything's okay? Because that's how I took it when no, I watched it. I don't think that was a flash forward or a flashback or any sort of flash. I think that in that moment we were inside Jesse's mind. 
Yeah, that's. I think I got some of that too. Yeah, no, I, I firmly believe that that's what is meant by that scene. Yeah, it, it, we were inside Jesse's mind because Jesse is a, is a slave. He's chained up, and he has forced to make meth. So in his mind, what does he do? He changes it. You know, he lost Andrea. He knows that mm-hmm. he can't get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, in his mind, every time he's making meth, he goes to make. That woodworking, that woodworking yeah. um, thing that he he did. Mm-hmm. Um, something that he... An escape. So, well, he's, he's Which is frequent of people that are in that those types of situations. Escapism, escapism, but he's remembering back to a time when he was doing something simpler. Something good. Something that he was, number one, good at. And that something that wasn't happy hurting... happy about doing, too. Something he was good at and something that wasn't hurting somebody else. Yeah. And the entire time that he's locked up by Todd, Jesse is suffering... For his sins, <clears throat> except when I he gets that bowl of ice cream. <laughs> I don't agree with a lot of people. I think that Jesse is one of the truly bad characters in Breaking Bad. He's not a good guy. He's there are very, very, very few redeemable qualities. One of the only redeemable qualities being that Jesse has regret. He has a lot of grief in that character. Hmm. A lot of regret for what he's done. He doesn't stop doing it. Hmm. But he still has a lot of regret. More regret than, you know, Walter doesn't have any. Mike doesn't really have any. He's he's one of the only bad guys with regret. Um, and hmm. it's very serving and very satisfying for me that the past, I guess, two months in the two or three months in the continuity of the story, he's been chained up, <laughs> having to make meth. He's been he's he's has he has a bowl and chain on his foot, and he is chained to the master of the blue meth and he can't get away from it now every turn throughout this show Jesse's had an opportunity to get away from the meth mm. he's had all the every bad thing ultimately that happens in the show to a character happens to Jesse doesn't happen to Walt until the very end happens to Skyler happens to Hank doesn't happen to, it happens to Jesse all the time the, sh- the 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 shit rolls down on him and in this pad, these past couple episodes, in the past couple months, in the continuity of the story, he's been paying the price for his sins, for him having the conscience and knowing better at every turn to to do what's right, hmm. and still choosing to go along the easy path, which is just to follow Walt, to follow Gus, to follow Mike. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he cries out, "I want to do this. I want to do that. I, I, you know, I don't want to do this anymore." Um. Even to follow Jane, even after Jane, he's still going to do what Walter White wants him to do and, yeah. and tells him to do. This is his this really is justice. Him being chained was justice. And we see someone serving out his sentence for the things that he's done. And uh but ha- still having to go somewhere in his mind to escape from the mental torture that he knows that he's done this to himself and he's done this to all the people around him. Walter doesn't have that. We see Walter say at the very end I'm glad I did it. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I felt alive. I liked it. See, um, <laughs> Walt, you know, he's not suffering at all for his sins. Yeah. Um, he's very much at peace with his sins. Jesse is not, and I think that's what separates the characters. Is you know, ultimately Jesse does get away, um, but he still suffers Hopefully greatly. Live a better life, great, yeah, greatly for his sin. Um, yeah. As as he should, and yeah, so I th- I think it's kind of fitting that he has to have that escapism in his mind, and right. I think that's where that where that scene is. It's it's Jesse's mind at that point. It's Jesse's mind. It's where Jesse is, and it that's his safe place. 
right. that he's found after the death of Andrew. And, and some of the everything. higher thoughts of the show and all that, though, on that note, so there's no justice for Walt whatsoever? Or it's just, if anything, that he's dying? I think lost Walt, everything and then dying. But I don't think Walt lost as much as people think he, that he lost. He, yeah, I don't think so either. Especially he with died that scene. doing what he wanted. He got every Walt got yeah. everything he wanted. Walt got nine million dollars to Flynn. Walt got to see Holly one one last time. Yeah. Walt got to kill the um, people that he felt had wronged. Walt him. got to see Skyler and, and bring that relationship to a close. Yeah. Not even back. Not back to an "I love you" and "You love me" and we're happily ever after and we're going to hug before I leave. But he brought that relationship to a close. Yeah. Um, he gets revenge on the Aryans. Uh, he has a moment with Jesse where he knows that revenge on Jesse is pointless at, at right now. Because he's dead anyways. He's, and the only reason he wanted to kill Jesse was because he was a threat. He's dead anyway, and Jesse's, Jesse's been forced to make methamphetamine every day yeah. for months, and he's not going back to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Walt probably realizes that too. And the ultimate thing that Walt got, Walt finally took down the business of the blue. It's finally he finally put it under and finished it forever. Yeah, and that's what he really wanted in the end. But anyway, we we're going to talk. We we're we we're on the the scene at. Uh, yeah, we're moving ahead. The Nazi <laughs> compound. Around. Um, well, yeah, and obviously we see uh, uh, that quick scene where where Walt just rice and Lydia. Yeah, genius, which, man. Which is, which is fun. I don't know. If anyone didn't catch it, I'd like to hear from you and talk to you if you didn't. I, I think everyone pretty much did with that closing shot on her stirring the coffee. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, I would like to I would like to know and know what that was like for you. Yeah. <laughs> when he announces it on the phone, I guess that could be a twist. It, I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really see much on Twitter or, or anything like that of people that didn't get it. But I, I'm yeah. just curious what... what if, if what the experience would have been like watching it if if, if you hadn't caught that. Mm-hmm. Because that was really the only reason he needed to go there. He wasn't trying to revive the business or make a deal with them or any of that nonsense. Well, he had None of get, that was his plan. He had plan. to get himself to the compound. He had to get the Nazis, the Nazi guys all in one all in one spot. Yeah. Take them out with a gun. Yeah. So I think part of meeting Ka- um, Lydia and, Brilliant, uh, but, and well, Todd we'll, in the we'll cafe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that was part of it. But um, you know, it was mostly to... Get rid of Lydia, yeah, because she's she still has all the, the logistics in place to do. Well, she still has all the logistics in place to make the blue again. Yeah. So if you don't yep. take her out, if you just take out the Nazis, well, you take out your, your largest Todd, segment of buyers for the blue too. Yes, yeah. at this point, but you still take out somebody who you still take out the methylamine, uh, the, or the middleman. Yeah. For the methamphetamines. Yeah. And the middleman wants. You know, a man to get his stuff from. Yeah. You know, so he can sell it to other people. Anyway. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. So he rices Lydia, and then <laughs> and then. <coughs> sorry, Matt's cancer's back. <coughs> sorry. Go ahead. He rices Lydia, um, and then heads to the compound for the very last um, the very last move. And they first come down, you know, upon entry, which he knew they would do. So he had built this contraption uh, in the desert, which was the M60, a belt-fed M60 um, gun that was in the trunk of the vehicle he was driving to take out everyone. Yeah. Um, not a lot to say there. <laughs> Again, it kind of is what it is. Uh, as far as the scene's concerned... 
in some weird way, uh, I don't, I don't know about you, but I was, as he, as he goes in and they take that, that, the, the key fob from him, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh God, I hope he gets it back. Yeah. But immediately, (laughs) weirdly so immediately he starts, he starts egging on uncle Jack. He starts egging and pushing uncle Jack and talking about your partner, Jesse, which then goads him into bringing Jesse into the room. Well, I think he wanted to save it. I don't, I don't know. Like at that point, I don't think that, that because he did end up knocking him down. Yeah. So he did save him. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think at that point that Walt necessarily wants to get Jesse in that room. He just yeah. wants a, a distraction so that he can grab those keys and set off and the uh, the car. Finish him off. Yeah, yeah. Because if Je- if if Jesse's not there, he doesn't have to worry about saving him. He just has to worry about hitting the deck and letting the gun do the rest. Well, he could have been in another. Maybe there was a thought that he was like in the other room and would yeah. still get killed or something. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. I think but, his, his goal was to grab the keys. Yeah, uh, ranking up there as far as satisfying moments go, um, right up there with Skinny Pete and Badger making um, a comeback. A comeback on the last episode <laughs> <Yeah>. is <clears throat> is Jesse going, and I know you won't understand this, but Jesse goes Princess Leia all over Todd, just like Todd was Boba the or, um, or Jabba the Hutt. Okay. Just like Todd was Jabba the Hutt and Jesse was Princess Leia, just... <laughs> <laughs> Is that how she kills uh, Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, she she's in her slave girl outfit, and then she, like, throws... Does she's, the chained, she's chained to Jabba, and she throws the chains around Jabba the Hutt's neck, neck and just strangles him. Nice. Um, you what? should really watch Star Wars. I probably should, yeah. You should. Um, you should watch Star Wars. Well, I've seen episode anyway. four, and I've seen episode one. So, yeah, watch five and six, and then stop. Anyway. <laughs> well. But, yeah, J- Jesse, Jesse kills Todd, which is another very satisfying moment, I know, for everybody. A lot of people that we were watching it with, you know, with, Meredith was really excited about that. Mm-hmm. I was really excited about it, too. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, just, yeah, the, the revenge factor. Yeah, um, he... he that kind of satisfaction, even with, with, with the point you made a minute ago about Jesse... All, all of which I, I I do kind of agree with. I didn't quite pick up on, but I do kind of agree with. He he needed that moment. He needed that that, and I think honestly, you know, in in the segmented weird way that we look at at evil in the world, I think we all see Todd as a worse guy than Jesse, in a weird way, you know. And that's 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 a weird way to look at it, and that delves into morality and all kinds of other discussions. But you know what I mean, like like. Like between Jesse and Todd, Todd's the bad guy. Todd's the psychopath. Todd shot a kid in the face. Todd's a manipulative mastermind who killed Jesse's girlfriend in front of his face. You know? So that moment where Jesse kills him, we're all rooting for Jesse. Every, every, everyone on screen. I don't, I don't know anyone that was like, no, not Meth Damon. <laughs> like, like, and if you, if you thought that, I'd be curious to know your thoughts. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't think anybody was disappointed in, in um, Todd's death yeah. or Lydia's death or, you know, Uncle Jack's death. I, I, I enjoyed that uh, Uncle Jack died the same way that Hank died, you know, halfway through a sentence. Yeah. Um, with <laughs> yeah. an F.U. on his lips. Yeah. And then phew, that was it. He was gone. Yeah. He probably did have a gun, too. What yeah. was what was smart to kill him then? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And then Walt comes out and obviously has the phone call with Lydia. 
uh, which I love the move that he does there. <laughs> just let that, like that last like finished just just move where he tosses mm-hmm. the phone, you know, yeah. after after telling Lydia, you know, he's like, "How are you feeling?" You know, um, I thought it was interesting the conversation there because she thought she was calling Todd. Yeah, and because I guess she was talking about having Todd. Well, the plan was for him to, for them to kill Walt, mm-hmm. obviously, when he came out to the compound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, on the other side, it's Walt on the other end, you know, which is kind of weird because if he hadn't taken that bullet and then died there in that warehouse, Heisenberg would have lived. But You think? If he hadn't taken a bullet, yeah, he probably would have lived. Based on my limited knowledge of... So the fact that Jesse, <laughs> that he gives the gun to Jesse and tells him to do it and tells him that he wants him to... Once Actually, Jesse yeah, let's to kill back him. Up. What do you think about that? I think Heisenberg wanted to die the whole thing. I think the whole, yeah. Well, no, he did want to die. Time. He did want to die. But do you, but here's the question though, because he did give that that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Would he? And he obviously didn't put the gun to his head himself. Yeah. Would he have killed himself, or was he banking on that bullet or the cancer? Uh, that's the thing. No, I don't. Th- I don't know if he would have killed himself. I don't know if he would have killed himself. Exactly. That's that. Um, that was he definitely where wanted Jesse to do it though. Um, you know, Jesse didn't. Jesse didn't have it in him. I think at that point he knew that it was time to walk away. Yeah, that there was just one last thing that he's not going to ha- let Heisenberg talk him into doing or get him to do is, and the the best thing for him to do is just walk away, and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Of course, he does that after seeing the fact that um, Walt is mortally wounded and he's going to die anyway. I think secretly, though, it was a little bit of no, I'm not doing what you want me to do because you want me to do it. Yeah, yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah. You know, on the part of Jesse, when, but he, a lot when he of walks it, away from the opportunity I, to do something he would have taken four episodes ago. I think it's like in most situations in life, it's a little bit of both that are leading you to your decision. Yeah. It's it's not just one factor that you're making your decision <clears throat> on, it's, yeah. it's a lot. And so that's why, that's this show reflects actual actual life. Or, Feelings You know, and the human way emotion. that people actually act and would actually act in that situation. Um, and then the last scene is Walt, Walt dying right there with what he loves. Yeah, his weirdly meth. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah. chemistry, his his Science. his being the best at that thing. No one was better than him. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, he stopped dies everyone in his way right there. After looking at his reflection in the, in the tank, the mirror or the you know the stainless of the tank looks at his reflection and then falls over dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was a, he was a man who died doing what he loved, which was. Playing that game, playing, uh, playing who could be the baddest, who could be the best, at, who could get away with it. Yeah, you know, ultimately that's what it was. It was and outwitting people, I think too. It was a game of who could get away with it. Yeah, and yeah, he he definitely didn't get away with it, but he almost did. Yeah, and nobody else around him who was opposing him who remained standing. To <laughs> no one who opposed him remained standing <clears throat> except yeah. for Jesse, and. You know, Jesse's the son he never has. Jesse's, Jesse gets to ride off into the sunset um, doing what he was always supposed to do, which is make the Need for Speed movie, which is, <laughs> which is you know, the ultimate, consp- the ultimate theory that GTST <laughs> on Breaking Bad number eight wants to give and wants to tell you is that Breaking Bad was an elaborate prequel for the Need for Speed movie. <laughs> It's obvious. It's obvious. Uh, it could be. Um, 
No, what do you have? I think it's going to be interesting to see. On that note, though, I, I think Aaron Paul is a very talented actor, and I think it's going to be great to see where he's going to take it and, Absolutely. and how it's going to run. I, I, I'll, I'll see it. I'm going to see yeah, it. I'll probably watch him. it. Yeah, I'm going to see it for him. You know, I hope Aaron Paul. Uh, not a big fan of race car movie or no, know, race no, car, but no. car movies and that kind of thing. But I'll, I'm going to see it. <laughs> I just hope I'm. A, I'm excited about what Aaron Paul does for the rest of his career. I just hope he makes good, I am too, good choices yeah. and and is in stuff that I want to see. And that's pretty much all I'll say about that. But do you have any closing? I have a couple things I want to say, but or one one thought. Closing, um, no. Again, just you know, the 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 whole series came to a beautiful end, and I think I think that's one thing that you and I dig so much about it is the fact that that it it knew when to close. It knew when the story this this ideal this framework of of a mild-mannered school teacher who becomes uh, an evil, you know, kingpin, drug kingpin. Um, essentially, it's it's a... Uh, um, there's only so long you can play that story, and I think it was played as long as as is possible for it to be beautiful and end well. Um, and I, th- I think that's what happened tonight. I think mm-hmm. uh, um, big ups to, to our boy Vince Gilligan. Um, yeah. Wow, dude. You know, I, ca- I can't wait to see what he does next. Um he he really did something good here, um, and I'm sure, yeah, not not by himself. He had a great team of writers, obviously an, an amazing cast, a, a, a fantastic you know crew and everything. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'll, I'll I'll look forward to see the headlines as for as far as what he does next because I'll have my finger on on the pulse of whatever project that is. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, <clears throat> the only thing that I wanted to say is. Well, one scene we didn't talk about, which is when Walt's putting together that gun in the desert, mm. and he's building the mechan- the automatic firing mechanism mm-hmm. for that gun. Next to the vehicle. Um, and he's humming a particular song, mm-hmm. which is a Marty Robbins song, okay. which is a song that when you see him, he's in the car, the first part of the episode, he takes the tape off the, da- the cassette tape off the dash and flips it onto the seat. Mm-hmm. It's Marty Robbins, which Marty Robbins sings. Um uh, I think the song it's called El Paso, okay, or fell in love with a Mexican girl, okay. <clears throat> but it's about this American bandit outlaw who goes to a Mexican town, and he falls in love with this woman who belongs to somebody else, mm-hmm. and this Mexican girl and who, who belongs to somebody else. So he gets into a fight and kills them, and then run, ends up running away mm-hmm. because the whole town. The whole country is after him because he killed these people over right. this girl. So he runs away. But eventually he's missing his girl. He's off in, you know, cowboy land, <laughs> riding the lonesome prairie, and he misses his, this this girl, this love of his life. So he goes back even though he knows that he's going to die. Right. He goes back to save her even though he knows he's going to die and, and win her back. And, and he goes to die with her. Really? And... and that's what this whole song was about. Hmm. Do you know the name of the girl in that song? Well, you said a second ago, the Felina. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing is about, is, I mean, it's, it's Walt <clears throat> taking something that did, he fell in love with something that wasn't his and didn't belong to him in the first place. Uh-huh. That meth life, bro. The criminality. That yeah. meth life. Yeah. You know, taking something that doesn't belong to him, making it his own. And then when bad people come after him to get back, mm-hmm. he runs away, finds a way to outsmart them. <clears throat> but in the end, he knows he's going to die, and mm-hmm. he goes back to die with what he loves. 
in the, which is right there, yeah. right in the middle of that laboratory. So weird and amazing and oddly beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Way to go, AMC. Way to go, uh, Vince Gilligan. Way to go. Way to actually. Way to go, Brian Cranston. Yeah. W- big hand to him. My gosh. Yep. I mean that dude. That dude must be shredding. That dude must go to his mailbox and shred a hundred offers a day. Probably. <laughs> He's probably. Like, ha- you know what I mean. He probably like, has like five agents working for him. Yeah, he probably does. Each mm-hmm. one of them just turning off, turning away a hundred offers a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wow, you know what a what a beautiful. Uh, um, body of work that this is you know i think he's been able to really really uh segue into dramatic roles really well um argo yeah. i think is an example of that too which i haven't seen yet i need to see but yeah. I've, I've heard that that's the case there and <coughs> and obviously i know it's the case here you know well so. godzilla next summer godzilla the remake of godzilla he's in it i heard about that mm-hmm. yeah i'll have to Take a look at that too. Well, anyways, but one last thing we need to talk about is stupid Flynn. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna do the music this week. Just all I have to say too is too much of a somber mood. It really is. But all I have to say is zebra stripe camo parachute pants. <laughs> yeah, and ridiculous carpenter boots. And that did you op- see that, that outfit? That, what a clown! Like boy, his dad's gone and he has lost it. That opens <laughs> Let's and closes it. it to him. That opens and closes the segment, Stupid Flynn, and solidifies for me, <laughs> once and for all, that Walt Flynn White Jr. was the worst character on Breaking Bad, period. <laughs> Way to yeah. go, buddy. Way yeah. to go. You pulled it off. Yep, you did it. You... You done it. You lowered the bar once again. Yeah. Um, I wish you all the Raisin Bran in the world, <laughs> and I hope to see you in something good, or doing something good, in something good. Yeah. One day, yeah, not not a great ensemble there, uh, Flynn. <laughs> no, that's all right. Flynn was okay. Flynn was okay. Yeah, Anyways. I'm okay with it. Actually, I think I think I've decided that overall, over the whole course of the show, my least favorite character, Ted Beneke. Yeah, he'd probably be up there for me too. If there's one character you could just get rid of and the story wouldn't suffer, Ted Beneke. Yeah, probably because all of it's pretty much just BS. Well, I think it just I think it just illustri- all it does is kind of illustrate her own moral slippings. Yeah. It's that's it, about that, it. It's Skylar breaking bad. Which if so. if, if we would have thrown in if we all the scenes where she smoked, if we would have doubled those, you've done the same thing. You think? <laughs> yep, basically. Skylar that dirty dirty smoker. Yeah. You just, and your... just open those camels like right in front of the baby one time. Mm-hmm. Boom, established. <laughs> Uh, anyways, wow. Well, I, I, I hate to end it because when we do, it's done for us too. <sighs> On that note, though, we uh, we do have our regular show. Hopefully, uh, if you, if you like our thoughts here, you like uh, the dy- the dynamic duo between uh, between Matt and I. We do have a regular show on Tripod Broadcasting. It's uh, give that some thought. Tripodbroadcasting.com slash give that some thought. We talk about uh, just about everything, and mm-hmm. it's always a good time. Always a always a hoot and a half. Um, or at least a hoot and a quarter. Yeah, at least but a hoot. But you're and a at least getting a full hoot out of it. There's a full hoot. So there. why are you complaining? The, Stop bitching about how how you never listen to our show. Go and listen. Yeah, because there's at least one full hoot. There's in a it full for you. hoot every show. That's yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like Raisin Bran, guaranteed <clears throat> guaranteed two scoops. Yeah. No, guaranteed one guaranteed full one hoot. Guaranteed one hoot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Yeah, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. That's true. And yeah. it doesn't make you poop weird like Raisin Bran does afterwards. That's very true as well. Mm-hmm. Unless you listen to it while you're pooping, in which case that's on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our show, give that some thought. Go check it out. And also, we would love to hear your opinions for Matt and I. <clears throat> Matt and I are tossing around doing a number of other potential projects. Game of Thrones podcast. Matt would like to do a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, Game of Thrones podcast. Um, I would like to do House of Cards. We and, can do that too. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of in betweens. We've talked about doing just a show about Netflix, just a show about TV, just a show about movies. Uh, we've talked about doing a Walking Dead show. We've talked about there's a lot of things on the table right now. Yeah. Our agents are very busy. Um. They are. However, however, we are contractually <clears throat> obligated to do a new television or a new podcast about TV, about a me- some a sort media of TV. television, a media podcast. Yeah. Um. So look for that two weeks from. This Monday. But don't put us on deadline, Matt. Well, we gotta put we gotta put a deadline on it so so people, people will expect it. And we'll actually get our butts in gear and do it. Two weeks from today, just look for a new podcast. GTST get it at least on until Halloween. It'll be GTST on something. GTST on Game of Thrones, probably, possibly. I Unless hope. we come up with a good name, we'll see. It'll be GTST on TV. We'll see. GTST on TV. Yeah, and then can we have any? Uh, that's the ridiculous. And then name. we can just do different TV shows. And have it be the same running program where we just do different TV shows. We'll see. And we it's, all do, in, it's all in we the works. We could do 10 weeks of House of Cards. We that could do 10 said, weeks though, of Game of Thrones. We could do 10 weeks of Walking Dead or whatever many weeks that dump show has. <laughs> I don't like Walking Dead. Neither one of us do. It's true. Uh, we've mentioned that on here we before. We watch it, but it's just after the first season, just... <laughs> it's not compelling television anymore. It's it's poorly written and all the none of the dialogue sounds... Natural. Anyways, it, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll st- I, I digress. Yeah. This that, is about our love for Breaking Bad, not our hatred true. for The Walking Dead. And that said, we are tossing around an idea for another show. Yeah. If you have any comments, please tweet at us. I'm at Addison Todd on Twitter. Matt's at Suburban underscore Wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, for an explanation of that, you can listen to our other show. Or you can tweet us both at Give, Give Thought, Thought show. show. Yeah, it's true. So check it out. Um, yeah. And we would love to hear your thoughts. If you have a favorite TV show or medium or or media that you would like us to uh, to analyze and take a look at and watch or listen to and and give it some thought. Until next time, Breaking Bad's done, Matt. Yeah, it is. It's the end of an era. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast and thanks for watching the show. And because yeah, thanks for thanks for having common interests to to me. Thanks That's, for being a fan, <laughs> a fan as fan fanboys like we are. Matt feels special. I do. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's a great show. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting. <laughs>